Hi everyone, good afternoon. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Today's date is July 15th, 2023. The time is exactly 1.52 p.m. Oh my gosh, it's pretty late in the afternoon, but as y'all know, I was up a little early. Well, I didn't wake up early today per se. I got interrupted with my sleep <laughs> at around like 10.30 a.m. Um, and so when I woke up, I was super tired, went back to bed, and I think I officially got up around like 11-ish, like kind of almost 12, so I was so tired, and um, I did my quiet time, and I'm reading the book of Luke, so guys, finally, guess who finished reading Jeremiah? I did, I think a few days ago, this week, I finished reading Jeremiah, I think it was on Tuesday, but as you all know, I've been reading this book of Jeremiah for such a long time. It's such a deep book, such a great book, and I wanted to take my time and not to rush through it because every single month I do try to read a chapter of the Bible, but I felt like Jeremiah was such a deep book, although it was very repetitive and like the same things that the Lord was saying and how he would punish the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Um, it was such a good book where I needed to like ponder on it because as we know, the Bible is full of many different wisdom that we can glean from just a little passage. And so that was kind of like why Jeremiah had me in a chokehold for such a long time. But I'm so finally excited to be done with it because now I'm currently reading the book of Luke. I started yesterday and hence today's message will be on the book of Luke but anyways before we do get into um, the study let's do a recap of my week um, my few days and how you all have been too and just everything else that has been going on um, I think I last recorded on June 24th if I'm correct yes I think it was <laughs> the June 24th and as I told you all I was supposed to record um, <clears throat> two weeks prior to that but I was traveling Oh my gosh, I went to Jamaica. Wow, it was such an amazing trip. Oh my God. And this for me was a special trip because Jamaica has been on my bucket list since I was in high school. I don't know. I've always wanted to go to Jamaica. I've always wanted to explore and to see the country. And I had the opportunity to do that. I went to Montego Bay in Jamaica and uh, my God, it was just beautiful. I was there for, I think, five days yeah I was there for five days or was it six days I think it was five days and I went around like the July 4th uh weekend and it was so cool they did fireworks and it was just a good time and I was just so thankful that I had to I was there and I got to check off an amazing country from my bucket list um got to explore the locals and the food was delicious oh my god <laughs> I enjoyed the food so much and I just had a great time and I'm just so thankful that God just gave me the opportunity to go and um maybe story time and remember I told you all I have a subscription channel I'm actually going to start recording on that uh, next week I was actually waiting for people to subscribe and just to give me also some time to plan to record um, because since I'm recording on two different um, not platforms the same platform but two different um, I guess outlet per se I don't know what to call it but since I'll be recording one that's you know my subscription subscribers that actually pay for it and then for you all um, I'll be recording here as well so the ones that I'm going to be doing and the paid ones it's going to be more like I said more intimate with me actually just sharing a lot about like the things that God is doing in my life that I honestly am not comfortable sharing just like so freely to everybody because <laughs> I, I don't like to talk too much about like myself and that 
intimate way. It's very uncomfortable for me. I'm not going to lie. And I like to be private with some of the things that um, I go through in my life, as hopefully you all should be too, right? It's good to be open, but it's also good to be private, not to be guarded or secretive, but to be private. Whereas the things that you go through should be um, information that you should share it to those that want to learn and, you know, um, who can actually use that information and better them, themselves. And so that being said, I will start recording on my subscribers next week. So if you all have not subscribed yet and you're interested, please do so. The link should be on this um, thing, recording. <laughs> the link should be attached to it. So if you're interested in subscribing, please do so. I would love for you all to be there and just to hear more of the behind the scenes of you know stories that I tell you guys on a very basic service level <laughs> and so all that just to say was that uh, I was going to talk about um, how I even got to Jamaica right and I'll share that with my subscribers on how I even came to go to that trip and why it was such an important trip for me um, because I truly felt like God led me there and I'll tell you guys how that was and you know some of the prayers that I asked and some of the things that I asked God to do in order for him to confirm if this was something that he wanted me to do xyz so that will be on my subscribers so if you're interested you know you know what you gotta do period <laughs> no I'm joking but no if you seriously if you're interested though definitely subscribe so you can get more detail and also as I told you all like, I do have something that I would also want to share with my subscribers that is like Oh my gosh, it's nerve wracking, but like intriguing at the same time for where I am in my life, the season that I'm in in my life. And it's really nerve wracking for me, but very humbling at the same time. And I'm just so honored that God is just, God is just amazing, y'all. And like, he's just amazing. <laughs> I'll save that for later because I can't tell you guys vaguely without like giving y'all details. And I'm sorry, that's my subscribers only. Um, but anyways, back to my trip, it was just such a good time and I'm just so thankful I had the opportunity to go just to be blessed with the means to do so. You know, God is just so good and I, I would suggest everyone to travel if you have the means to do so. Travel, whether you can't afford to travel out the country, travel domestically. If you're in a different country, you have different cities. Uh, if you're, you know, wherever you are, go to a different city, you know, go to a different state if you can. Because I think traveling allows our minds to be ex expanded. We get to see different people's uh, way of living, different cultures. We understand different ideologies better. And we're so, hopefully, it makes us more grateful and humble. Or, in the flip side, it gives you a wider perspective of the things that you can dream for. You know, every time, like for example, if let's say you're somebody who maybe lives in a more predominant country that is uh, economically stable, good finances, things like that, right? When you go to a country that is lacking in those resources, it humbles you to make you more grateful for the position that you are in and just thankful to be alive, thankful for clean water, you know, thankful for, for food, thankful for the, all, the, all the things that we honestly can sometimes take for granted. I live in the United States and, you know, when I go to other countries that are more so um, not as advanced economically as the United States, it is a very humbling experience for me. Um, but so on the flip side, let's say that you are somebody who is coming from a, a country that is not as advanced and you come to like a country like for example if i was to go to like japan or tokyo oh my gosh that's another bucket list i love japan so much and i want to go to japan i want to go to tokyo like uh, i love it and so from the things i've seen on like you know youtube or whatever or heard about that country is like super futuristic and so cool and has these bullet trains and just like so advanced technologically 
And so if I went there as an American, right, I would be like, wow, like it will increase my desire to dream bigger, to see things in a different way. We're like, wow, like I want this. I want the successful life. You know, I want this life where um, I can afford these experiences. I can afford these things. And so uh, hopefully that makes sense, right? If you are coming from a lower economic country, if you go to a higher economic country, it inspires your, your mind to dream bigger. It opens you to a different worldview that you may be not you might not be um, exposed to in the limited place that you're in and vice versa if you're already in a place that has that you know big worldview then you go somewhere else it causes you to be humble and to be more grateful and appreciative and have more gratitude for the things that you are able to afford and to have and so nevertheless travel it's amazing and it's just a good way to learn about other people their culture and just see how the way of life is and so just again thankful for going there and I just thank God for just that opportunity and I hope for many more to come like even when I look at the people who listen to my video my audio and or podcast right that's a podcast <laughs> who listens to my podcast <laughs> sorry guys who listens to my podcast and i see people from like all types of countries i'm like wow i've never been here like oh my gosh you guys listen to me like wow how humbling it's very humbling for me to even know that people listen to me outside of the united states like what that's so cool i love that and it's also so cool because those are countries i want to visit one day i want to see and meet people you know and so i just pray that god makes a way because i know he will <laughs> anyways guys i'm just in a good mood i just love recording for you all and i'm so sorry i was gonna apologize because y'all i have not been on my schedule and <laughs> you guys already know what's going on with me like i just i don't know like you just pray for me to be consistent i don't know if, it's not procrastination because i'm not a procrastinator and i'm not a lazy person either and i don't procrastinate i'm very like structured disciplined um, I don't know, busyness, right? I think that's that's really what it is, busyness. <laughs> but nevertheless, y'all, I'm going to do better. I really am going to do better. But let's open up in prayer so we can get into the message. Okay, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that you allowed us to be here together, God. I'm so honored and grateful as always, God, just to speak to your children, to be used as a voice, as a vessel, Lord. What a humbling feeling that you care for me, that you love me, Lord. And it's so interesting, as I was reading today, uh, one of my Bible app plans, uh, I read from, from Psalms. If I can pull it up really quick. I read from Psalms uh, 144 verses 3. It says, Lord, what are human beings that you care for them? Mere mortals that you are mindful of them. And God, I love reading that verse so much because I'm so humble that I'm only human. We're only human. We're only mere mortals, meaning that we're dust. Our lives are fleeting. But yet you think of of us yet you care for us yet you love us yet you have plans that are great and prosperous god you are so good and father who can fathom your love who can fathom how much you think towards us god because your thoughts are not our thoughts your ways are not our ways god we are sinners lord god we offend you almost every day i know i do god i'm not always thankful for you god i'm not always um spending time with you as i should father god but yet you are like that good father who welcomes your prodigal daughter who welcomes your prodigal son with open white arms god we're so honored and just humbled so just even calling your name that you love us so much that you send your only begotten son to die for us on the cross to go through a painful death yet while we were still sinners you came and you died for us god what can i do to repay you i can't do anything 
But God, I thank you. I love you so much. We praise your name, God. Let this word be guided and blessed by you, God. And may you, as always, have your way and have your being. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so today, like I said, I started reading a new chapter of the Bible. So I'm in Luke right now, and I'm loving, oh, I just love Luke. I love the New Testament. I love almost every chapter in the Bible. Like, let's be real. (laughs) But no, Luke was so amazing because, like, it's the New Testament, but from a very, like, condensed way. Because, you know, as you all know, like, different um, gospels, like, Matthew is so detailed because of the person that Matthew was. I think they said he was, like, a, no, Matthew was a tax collector, right and then there's some who are like the who's a physician all right let's not get into bible history because i don't i don't want to like give you guys the wrong things right now but all that just to say is that different um books are very detailed or very broad and so luke is so interesting because i, I just read matthew which is so detailed it tells you every little thing that happened which i love because i'm a very detailed oriented person but it's so interesting reading the book of luke where it just gives you a a a really important perspective but from a outlands right it's like giving you the small the important details without focusing on the small details so it's so cool but anyway so we're reading in luke chapter 4 sorry luke chapter 2 and we are going to read from verse 9 to 21 i'm going to read it first before i can break down and just share with you all what it is that we intend to speak about today so i'm going to read from the niv version that is just the new international standard version and from verse luke chapter 2 verse 9 to 21 okay an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone, shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This was a sign. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Amen, amen. Okay, so today's title is basically called Trusting in the Lord Before the Miracle. Trusting in the Lord Before the Miracle. Okay, so prior to us reading from verse 9, right, just to give you a recap of the previous verses, always i recommend you all read the whole chapter so you guys can kind of you know learn it for yourself read it for yourself and hopefully get a lot of other things that i maybe didn't see or cover and this is basically the birth of jesus right from verse one to eight as we didn't read 
um, Caesar wanted everyone to come, you know, do records of uh, people that lived in the town to come and register. Basically, like if you were in, I don't know, the United States, for example, you would make an ID just so that they can keep track of like who lives in different states and, you know, aware of the population, things like that. So I think this is kind of what they were doing. So Joseph, who was married to Mary, he went to register their family and Mary was pregnant with Jesus at the time. And after that, in verse, I think, six and seven, she gave birth to Jesus. They didn't have any hotels for them to stay as it was really busy during that time. So they had to stay in a manger. And so what happened was that the angels, they appeared to shepherds that were living in the fields nearby. The angels came to the shepherds and they said, hey guys, we bring good news. First of all, the shepherds were afraid because angels are typically like scary looking, right? If you read like Revelations, it describes angels like they're huge people or angels. They're really huge. They have like many eyes on them, big wings. They're, they can be scary. They can be really frightening to look at. And so that is why every time they appear to somebody, they're like, wait, don't be afraid. I'm just an angel <laughs> because as they don't look normal, they don't look like human beings. So they're going to be gigantic creatures, you know, and they can be scary. And so the angels came. They was like, wait, guys, don't be afraid. It's, it's me. I'm from the Lord. Like, you're good. <laughs> and they're like, we bring good news, right? We bring good news to let you know that a Messiah, the Savior of the world, has been born. And so this will be a sign, right? The baby will be wrapped in a cloth and he is in a manger. And so after that, they were praising God and saying, yes, glory to God in the most high, things like that. And so here's where we really are going to talk about, right? The message, again, is trusting in the Lord before the miracle. After all these things had happened, I love what the um, shepherds did. After the angels left, which is in verse 15, it says, The shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see these things that has happened, which the Lord has told us. And so the first question I want to ask and have us ponder on is, when God gives us a word, do we hold the word to be true? When God gives us a word, do we hold the word to be true? And so the reason I wanted to ask this question and have us ponder on it was because when the angels appeared to the shepherds, right, they told them that this great Messiah has been born. Why did the shepherds believe these angels? They didn't have to believe the angels. They didn't have to go to Bethlehem to see if what the Lord said was, was true. They didn't have to do that, but yet they did. Because you know why? They trusted that what the Lord said through the angels was already true. So what about us, right? What about the promises that God has told us? If God told you that you will be um, the greatest doctor, the greatest nurse, you'll be the best mom, right? You're called to be a preacher. You're called to be um, a lawyer. Whatever that God has told you, you're called to be a servant. Do you hold that word to be true? And if so, how do you hold that word to be true? Do you act on that word? And so as we see here, the shepherds, they not only held that word to be true, they acted on it because they said, let us hurry to go see Mary and Joseph and see this baby in whom the Lord had told us is the shepherd. And so in verse 15 and 16, right, it shows them first acknowledging that what God said is true. And then 16, they not only acknowledged it logically, but they acknowledged it physically. They went ahead to see where Mary, Joseph, and the baby were. And so when God tells us something, right, when God calls us to be this person, right, do we act on that? Do we, do we doubt? Like, I remember, you know, back in, in, in the book of Genesis, 
I just think, thought about this right randomly when the um, angels came to Abraham and Sarah and they were like, your old, your wife, Sarah, in her old age will bear a son. Sarah laughed because she was like, I'm old. There is no way I'm giving birth to a child. Like, what? No, no way. She laughed. She didn't believe what the word of the Lord was at that time because in her in her defense, she was an old person. You know, she was dry. She didn't really have, she never had uh, had kids. I'm sure maybe she had like something that was preventing her from giving birth. She never had a child. She was past the age of child, childbearing. And so of course she, she doubted. Of course she laughed because she's like, there's no way that whatever this angels are talking about are actually, is actually true. And so are we like, her sometimes or we like Sarai sometimes when God tells us something we laugh not that we doubt God not that we want to be rude or disrespectful but because we're looking at our person's circumstances and they were like God there's no way I'm gonna ever go to college God no one in my family's gone to college Lord we don't even have the money for college why would I even think of something so crazy right or God there's no way I'm ever gonna have a child I'm not even married, God. I've never even, you know, um, met somebody that's interested in marrying me, God. I have P PCOS, uh, you know, those things, the, the condition that some women have where it prevents them from giving birth, right? Or, God, there's no way I can be a preacher, Lord God. I'm such a sinner. Um, I've done all these bad things, right? Or like Paul, God, there's no way I'll be called to bring people to you. I've prosecuted so many Christians. I've killed so many people, Lord God. There's no way you can choose me. There's no way, right? Or like David, God, there's no way I'll be called to be a king. I'm only the least in my family. I'm the youngest in my family. There's no way anyone's checking for me, God. I'm a little boy. I'm a shepherd. There's no way you can use me, Father God. No way. And so like Sarah, she laughed because she didn't believe that what the Lord said was true. And to be honest with you guys, I find myself in that way, in that position where sometimes I know the things that God has said about me and called me to be, but my limiting mind is defeated by the things that I'm surrounded by, is defeated by the way that my life has been looking, is defeated by my circumstances, right? Because sometimes when God calls us to be something or to look like something, it doesn't always reflect who we are at this moment. It never reflects who we are. When God came to Abraham and he called him the father of many nations, Abraham was childless. He didn't have a child, but yet God saw his future and he called him not who he was at that moment, but who God had created him to be, the father of many nations. Although Abraham in his present circumstances was fatherless. How crazy is that, right? That is who God is calling us right now. What has God called you that who you are right now does not reflect the name that he's assigned to you? And so like these shepherds, I love that they didn't doubt the word of God, but they believed that what God said was true. They went ahead and acted on that word of God and they did not look at their circumstances. They didn't even think like, whoa, we don't see this baby. Where is this baby at? But they said, no, if God said it, then it's true. And so we need to have that same boldness. We need to have that same faith where it's like, all right, God, if you said so, I bet it's true, right? I don't look like who you, you say I am. I don't look or act like whatever you called me to be. But if you said it, Lord, it is true. And so they went ahead and searched for this father, mother, and child that the Lord had told them about. And so moving on to verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about them and the child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them i really like that because it was interestingly enough um i think yesterday 
or was it yeah yesterday I just finished reading um the books of books of Corinthians so I read first Corinthians and also second Corinthians and I remember in Corinthians it talked about different gifts right it talked about great gifts that we have through the Holy Spirit um but one of the gifts that it kept emphasizing on is that everyone should seek to have the gift of prophesying because the gifts of tongues are great and all but when you speak in tongues you don't glorify you don't edify anybody else you maybe just glorify the lord but you don't edify those that are listening so that they too can glorify the lord you only edify yourself and so it was saying that you should all seek to be prophets who can prophesy because when you prophesy, right, when you speak a word onto the Lord, then others that are unbelievers, for example, can hear that word and they too are either convicted or they believe. This is in um, First and Second Corinthians in case you want to uh, read it. Um, the, the chapters are pretty short. I think First and Second is like... 30 chapters together because each is like 13 or 16 something along those lines but it's pretty short i read the whole thing in like two days um it was three days it was really short but anyways and so the reason i bring that up was because it talked about having the gift of prophecy is so important because when you prophesy you can edify other people you can encourage other people's faith and this is exactly what the shepherds were doing in 17 and 18. they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child and guess what all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said. The shepherds were prophesying. They used the knowledge and wisdom of what the Lord had told them and what they had actually experienced after seeing Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And they prophesied and told other people who now became amazed. And they were curious about God. They glorified God through their prophecy. And so it's really important that if we have anything that we want to pray for as far as a gift, we should ask for the gift of prophecy so that way we can use our words to glorify God and also to edify other people who are listening, who then can be amazed by the God and Lord that we serve. And that's why it's so important that we, we know the word of God, right? We spend time with God. We have a relationship with God because when we do that, God will begin to download prophecies that we can now use to share with other people and edify other people so that they can glorify our Father in heaven. Um, okay, and so moving on, let me look at my questions. Yeah, so one of the questions I also had was, do you go and look for the word to be actualized even when we can't see any evidence of it, right? We talked about it already where the um, shepherds, they not only heard the word and believed it to be true, but they went forward and looked for evidence of this word. So when God gives us a word, right, when he calls us to be something that we are currently not, do we look for evidence of those things? Because one thing I love is that God will always give us a sign to show us that, hey, my word is true. And I like this because when we go back to verse uh, 12 the angel said this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger so the angels gave the shepherds a sign in order to prove that when they do see the sign then they will know that this is who the messiah is and so what sign has God given you to prove that who you are is who he called you to be, right? For example, if he said that you will be this great, um, I don't know, preacher, for example, I don't know why I keep using that, that, <laughs> that analogy, right? Do people compliment you on like, wow, like you're such a good, I don't know, speaker. Do people compliment you on certain things that you have? If people, your God called you to be a great mother, do people say, even if you don't have a child right now, are people like, you're so good with kids. Like, oh my gosh, like my kids love you or like kids they really gravitate towards you right what are just listen for the signs y'all listen for the signs what are the things that are showing around you to show you that who god called
called you to be is who you're going to be because there's always signs. The Lord is so intentional that he's not going to leave us stranded. He's not going to leave us um, clueless, right? <laughs> he's always going to give us a way out. He's always going to give us a way to see his glory, to see him at the end of the tunnel because sometimes life can just feel like, okay, wow, we're just going through this, going through this. And Lord, you said this, but I don't see any evidence of it. And so God will always have a way out. And so even we we think back back to the story of Abraham and um and Sarah Sarai or Abram that was before their names had changed Abram and Sarai right you can look at the signs when God changed your names right he said okay you're not no longer Abram but now you're Abraham the father of many nations you're no longer Sarah but yet you're now Sarah the mother of many nations and so a sign was that their names had changed a sign was that the angels came to prophesy and speak these great things unto them. Um, so there's many different things that we can look at to show that God is working because the Lord will not leave us alone or stranded or confused, right? And so we need to pay attention. Okay, God, what are you saying? And how are you showing me that whatever you said shall come to pass? Okay. And so now let's go to verse uh, 20. This is like my favorite part because I'm like, whoa, like this was just like, wow. Like I was just amazed by this part. So in verse 20, it says the shepherds returned. This was after they had saw Jesus and Mary and Joseph and all that, right? The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. I love this so much because what I liked about it, right? A question I posed was, do we come back to praise God and give him glory when what he said comes to pass? The question again is, do we come back to praise God and give him glory when what he said comes to pass? So when God says that you'll be this great person and you end up being that great person, do you remember to come back and give God glory? The shepherds did that. After they returned back to their homes or wherever they returned to, they glorified and praised God and said, wow, God, thank you because the things that you told us, we have actually seen it. And so God is so good because he'll never have a promise that is given to us that will go void. Everything that God says shall come to pass. Every word in the book of the Lord and the book of the law shall come to pass. But how do we act in response? Do we just say, okay, cool, this happened and I'm going to go about my business and just act like I did this myself? No, we shouldn't do that. Or do we have the humble posture like the shepherds did who say, wow, God, you did it and it only happened because of you so god you get the glory lord thank you i'm reminded of the story in in um the new testament of the the 10 blind men right who jesus healed all of them and only some came back to give god praise and jesus said where are the other men didn't i heal all of them where are the people that i healed why did you guys only come back to give me praise and that's not how we should be, right? Because just like that story, that story was so sad to me because how is it that Jesus healed, I think, yeah, 10 of them, right? And only five of them came back to give God praise. He was like, where are the other five? Because I know it's just not five of y'all that got healed because I don't miss, right? If I healed you guys and all of you guys are healed, so why is it only that five of you guys came back? And that is honestly how we are sometimes. It's like we sometimes pray for something so much like, God, help me, help me. And then when he finally helps you, we don't come back and say, God, thank you. 
you. And that is so ungrateful as children. We should never do that. Even to our parents, we should not do that. Our friends, we should not do that, right? If somebody gives you help that you've been asking them for help, how grateful are you after that? Do you come back to give gratitude? Do you come back to give them praise? Come back and give Jesus the honor because he did it for you. And so the shepherds, they came back, they returned and gave glory and praised God because what God said had come to pass. And so let us not get in the habit of having an ungrateful spirit or ungrateful heart that whatever God does for us, we take it for granted. Because I know sometimes it can be so easy for us to do so, right? Because we maybe sometimes forget. I don't think that we're ungrateful people. We just maybe forget or we just get so busy with life that we forget like, oh my gosh, you did it, Lord. <laughs> and also one a, a Another side note, right? I think it's so important that we ask for detailed prayers because to be honest with you, sometimes I think the reason that some people don't come back to give God praise is because their prayers are so generic that when God does it, they don't realize that he actually answered their prayers. For example, you might pray like, God, bless me. And if God wakes you up that morning, you didn't thank God for blessing you because in essence, God blessed you by waking you up because not everybody had the privilege to see this beautiful day that we're experiencing on July 15th. Not everyone was was, was honored for God to give them this day. And so if you prayed generically like God bless me, then that is a blessing in itself. The, the reason that you, the fact that you have breath, the fact that you have clean water, these are all simple blessings in itself, right? That lots of other people in the world are not afraid each and every single day and so if you pray a generic prayer like that and God blesses you and you don't come and say thank you that's because you were very vague in your prayer but for example if you pray like detailed prayers okay God I want this beautiful house that's white on the outside has four bedrooms five baths you know like if you're very detailed then when you get it like there's no way you're gonna be like I got you didn't do this Does that make sense? I think when, we, when we're detailed with our prayers, it's easier for us to recognize when they actually happen. And therefore, we can go and give God the praise because we're like, okay, God, I prayed for this exact specific thing and you did it the exact specific way. And literally, y'all, God wants us to pray like that because I have done that so many times. Like I've prayed generic prayers and they've happened generically and I might be ignorant to not know it happened because they're generic <laughs> but I've also prayed detailed prayers and they happen like exactly as I asked God for because you know why we serve a detailed God our God do you guys know how detailed oriented God is like I think he even like it's annoyed that we pray some generic prayers he's like that's it like come on i need some details because if you think about the god that we serve god is so detailed right you even think of the book of numbers a lot of people don't like to read that book me included i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but actually no one of these days i gotta actually read numbers i just think i've gener- uh, generally passed through numbers but one thing i loved when i was reading the book of numbers was that it was so orderly everything was orderly the numbers of whatever um things were needed to build the temple was orderly the number of bricks the color every single thing had an order because god is a detailed god he knows the numbers of hairs on our head how much detail is god he created the world he you know breathed he said okay i'm gonna separate the the water from the land the earth from this like what there's no way god is not detailed come on so if god like if our God is this detailed how much more detailed does he want us to be with his prayers because if we serve a God who's so detailed oriented and we're so detailed with the prayers that we give him don't you think he's gonna do it exactly he's like okay now these are the people that I like because it's like if you like think about it for example right (laughs) have you guys ever well they might be annoyed with this like no have you ever like 
I don't know, ordered a drink. I just, I can't think of a good example, but let's say ordered a drink, right? At Starbucks or whatever. If you go to Starbucks and you just like get the generic drink, yes, they're going to make it generically. But like, have you, are you like somebody like me, for example, when I order my drink, I do have to make a lot of modifications because I don't, I don't do dairy, for example. And so I always got to swap up my, my, um, order with, um, with, you know, coconut milk. Like, let me tell you guys my order, for example, if you want to try it, this is a free plug-in. Come and thank me plug <laughs> come and thank me later because this is the best drink ever <laughs> so i'm gonna give you guys my order exactly how i i get it right so if i want coffee i always get the frappuccino i always get the um the car uh caramel robin crunch but then i do no whipped cream one shot of espresso and coconut milk and it's so simple, but like, it's the best drink ever. And so with that, right, I give details on how I want it to be modified and they always do it exactly as I ask them because I'm detailed in the modifications that I want. And so if you come and you just get a generic drink, you're gonna get a generic drink and that's not a problem, right? Generic things are not bad, but if you want a modifications, they're also going to do it because they're trained to take modified orders as well. And so same thing with God, right? God understands what we need modified. He understands the detailed things that we're gonna ask for. And so let's not go to God and order like we're ordering a Starbucks. Of course not. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm just saying is that it's important that we give God detailed prayers because God is a detailed God and he wants us to be detailed with the things that we ask him for because he wants to give us the things that we ask for according to his will. And so all that just to say is that in verse 20, <laughs> the shepherds, they came back and they glorified God and they praised him. And we should do that too with everything that God gives us. That was a, just a side note to say that sometimes we forget to give God glory because we don't ask detailed prayers. And when we don't ask detailed prayers, we sometimes miss that God has answered us already and even our lack of detail. <laughs> and so last but not least, uh, 21, it says on the eighth, eighth day, when it was time to circumcise a child, he was named Jesus, the name the angels had given him before he was conceived. Okay. And so a question I wrote was, do we wait in the word of God even when it is delayed? Do we go ahead of him or do we do as he says at the appointed time? So do we wait on the word of, of God, even when it seems delayed. And so the reason I posed this question was because, okay, so I, in the Jewish tradition, right? I don't know too much about it, but just generic things I've heard about it was that when you give birth to a child, you know, you do have to wait a few days um, to circumcise a child and then you give the child a name. I don't know if that still goes on right now, but that was kind of how it was in BC days or Jesus days. And so that's basically what happened, right? Mary gave birth to Jesus. And then it was not until eight days later that he had to go through circumcision. And then they had to name him the name that the angels told Mary to give him. And so sometimes what God told us would happen or what, who God told us we are might seem delayed, right? Mary had to be delayed in naming her son Jesus. Although he was already Jesus, even when he didn't have the name, he was Jesus even before he was conceived, right? He was still going to do the same thing, but it wasn't until eight days that the name was officially given to him. And so what this looks like, is a, it can look like delay. It can look like, hmm, God, you told me this would happen, but I don't see it happening yet. Hmm, God, it looks like this will happen, but it's taking too long. It's taking eight days, eight days, eight years, 10 years, two years, whatever. It's taking a long time. And so sometimes in the delay, we can rush ahead of God. God, right it's important that we wait on God because guess what 
if Mary wasn't patient, she could she could have been like, you know what? I'm gonna name him Jesus the first day. I'm not even gonna wait through the, the whole eight day process. I'm not gonna circumcise him. I'm not gonna do any of that. And she could have just went ahead and named Jesus his name on the first day. Or Mary could have been like, you know what, God, I got so impatient with you that by the time the eighth day came, I decided to name him Jacob or whatever, or you know, I had a different name for him. Jesus was no longer appealing for me anymore. That is something that could have happened where because of the delay, she could have changed her mind or went ahead of God and did things her own way. And so I'm reminded of King Saul. I'm reminded of King Saul before he was dethroned from the kingdomship, right? Remember that Jesus, God chose King Saul to be king. And it was until King Saul disobeyed God that Jesus stripped him away from his kingdomship. And so this is where King Saul offered the burnt sacrifice, right? Um, Elijah, the prophet, told Saul basically, wait on me, wait on the Lord's command, and we'll do the, the burnt offering together. And King Saul got impatient. He got impatient because Elijah was nowhere to be found. And guess what he did? He went ahead of God and offered the burnt sacrifice. And that was the time, that was at that moment that God said that, okay, you did not wait on the Lord. You were disobedient. And therefore, I will strip the kingdom away from you and from your your generation. And so it was because of disobedience that King Saul no longer became king. He didn't wait on the Lord. He went ahead of the Lord. And so it's really important that when God tells us something, right, that we got to trust God before the miracle happens. We don't trust him before the miracle happens by just words, but we trust him by action. It's either like the shepherds were quick to obey and go forth and look for what God said to be true, or we're waiting. We're waiting like Mary did. We wait, right? Whether it's eight days, eight weeks, eight months, whenever, eight years, we wait on what the Lord says. And trust me, y'all, waiting is, is not always comfortable. It's not always pleasant, right? There's a lot of people in the Bible who grew weary waiting. We talk, keep talking about Abraham and, and Sarah, they got impatient by waiting on the Lord for that baby and they went ahead and they went ahead of the Lord. And guess what? They suffered the consequences because although, yes, they had a son, but guess what? They had family drama that they did not need to experience because they went ahead of the Lord. And so it's really important that when we trust in the Lord before the miracle, that can look like A, moving ahead or B, waiting on the Lord and not rushing before him. And so I just wanted to share with you all this amazing passage I ran into as I was reading um, the book of Luke. And I'm sure there's going to be many more because the Bible is just filled with so many miracles and so many testimonies and blessings and parables and uh, wisdom that we can glean from. And it's important that we don't read and rush these things, but that we pay attention to what the Lord is saying and that we wait on God to guide us with whatever step that he has to guide us with. And lastly, we trust in the word of the Lord. We don't weary, we don't teary, we don't cry. <laughs> we can cry, but like cry and still trust, right? <laughs> cry and trust. <laughs> and so just look on the Lord and wait for him to come because who the Lord said you are is who you shall be. You might not look like it right now, but it is happening in the spiritual realm. It is yet to come and be actualized in the physical. So wait on the Lord and it shall come to pass. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, let us uh, go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time, for your word, and for all that you do, Father God. We're so grateful and honored just to be here again. Thank you for your words, God, and for the miracles and promises that you have in store for us, Lord God. Let us not um, 
be delayed in, in that, but to trust in you and to be obedient in the things that you ask and require of us, God. Help us to walk with you and not to walk ahead of you, God, or to walk behind you, God, and be delayed, but to walk beside you, Lord, as you lead and have your way. We love you, God. We thank you. We pray to see you mostly name. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you all for joining me again. I'm so honored to be here, y'all. And I will see you guys next time when I record. And also, like I said, I'm going to try to record this week for my subscribers. So if you have not had a chance to subscribe yet, do so so I can record the first episode. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you all next time. I'm looking at my calendar right now because I was supposed to record on the 8th, but I was out of the country. I was in Jamaica at that time. And so... Today's the 15th. I'm expected to record on the 22nd. So, yeah. So, I will be out of town again on the 22nd. So, yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> well, I'll try to record on the 22nd, but I doubt it, y'all, because I'll be out of town. So, let's, let's maybe push it to the 29th if I can. But I love you all. Thank you for being patient with me. I know. I appreciate y'all patience. So, See you guys later. Bye.